0: all right good morning man how about that worship that was fantastic man they i swear they're better when i'm not up here i I swear they are um pastor jared is on vacation this week so here we are it is it is a great honor to work with with our pastor he is he is an amazing preacher but uh a fantastic, fantastic leader and y'all don't y'all don't know how blessed we are to have both of those things and in and, and one in and one dude. So yeah. He is he is awesome. But he um so he's on a much much needed break this week. So um today I wanted to um really tell you last last week he walked us through romans road and and just kind of like what it is to to take that step and be a christian and and um so i've taken that step and if you're a new believer in here i promise you're not far behind me (laughs) i've i've only been doing this for about eight years and um this is this is what i've learned thank you um God is loving. He loves us no matter what our past was, what our future. He's got a future for us. He's got a mission for us, but he loves us. He truly wants the best for me and you. He restores relationships. I've seen this firsthand. He um, heals broken, broken parts. I mean, that's, that's his game. He, he fixes things, right? But at the same time, he's a jealous God. If there's some, anything that gets in between us and the Lord, nah, he don't like it. And because he's a good father. And to be a good father, you know, if you fathered uh, children or mothered children, you know, when, when they get distracted, it's very frustrating when you're trying to get them to do something. Same thing with us. He, he he sees this and he convicts us of, of sins and, and and of idolatry and stuff that gets in between us, but at the same time he comforts us. So in uh in the right off the bat in 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 uh Exodus, Moses leads his people out of slavery, out of Egypt and um all kinds of miraculous stuff happens to get to get them to that point and um so he leads his guys through the desert and they're, the seas parting um he's healing people he's he's bringing water from from rocks i mean just crazy stuff he's bringing food from heaven i mean god's doing this but he's doing it through moses and so at at the end of it Moses, God asked him to speak water from this rock for your people. They're thirsty. He says, speak water from this rock and water will come come out of it. And Moses, instead of doing that, he he strikes it with his staff. and, And water still comes out. But it's not what God asked him to do. God didn't ask him to do that. So this was the last straw at that point. And I know you're like, well, that that, that doesn't seem like a, a big enough offense, but that was the last straw. He was like, all right, you will not make it to the promised land. Your generation will not make it to the promised land. So Moses leads them up to the very point of the promised land. It's the Jordan River and he's there and and God even takes him up and he shows him he shows him the promised land. He says this is this is all the land that that is that you, your people will inherit. But you can't go across. So Moses dies there. He's 120 years old. He he dies and before he dies, he passes the torch to Joshua. Now Joshua's generation was going to be able to cross the Jordan. But all, all through the, the 40 years wandering in the desert, they just would steer off. They'd go, go the wrong path. They'd do this and do that, and God's just just putting them back on the right path with force. Doing, you know, with their disobedience, He would punish them, and they would be going back the right direction. And then, and then there was a point where, where Moses goes up on Mount Sinai to get the Ten Commandments, and he comes back down, and they're worshiping other gods. And you're like... How could they be so stupid? But look at us. It doesn't take long before we're choosing the wrong path. We're choosing some kind of idol. And, and I don't mean that like statues. I mean, I mean like things that get in between you and God. That, that would be idolatry. So Moses dies and he passes passes the torch to Joshua and we're going to be in Joshua chapter one today. After the death of Moses, this is Joshua one verse one. After the death of Moses, the Lord's servant, the Lord spoke to Joshua, son of Nun, Moses' assistant. Moses, my servant, is dead. Now you and all the people prepare to cross over the Jordan to the land I'm giving the Israelites. I have given you every place where your soul, the sole of your foot treads, just as I promised Moses. Your territory will be from the wilderness and Lebanon to the great river, the Euphrates River, all the land of the Hittites. Wait, Hittites? There's people on this land? And west the Mediterranean Sea. No one will be able to stand against you as long as you live. I will be with you just as I was with Moses. I will not leave you or abandon you. So God's like, this is your land. It's the land of milk and honey. It's the land that you have been waiting for. You cross over the river and there it is. But there's a problem with that. There's people there and they think it's their land So in verse 6, be strong and courageous, for you will distribute the land I swore to their ancestors to give them as an inheritance. Above all, be strong and very courageous to observe carefully the whole instruction my servant Moses commanded you. Do not turn from it to the right or to the left so that you will have success wherever you go. This book of instruction must not depart from your mouth. Well, this is the fourth book in the Bible. Is that right? How, how, what book of instruction are they talking about? It's the law. The law that Moses brought to them. They are supposed to know this back and forth so that they, they know when they're staring off course. This book of instruction must not depart from your mouth. You are to meditate on it day and night so that you may carefully observe everything in it. For then you will prosper and succeed in whatever you do. Haven't I commanded you? Be strong and courageous. Do not be afraid or discouraged. For the Lord your God is with you wherever you go. Can we just take a minute and praise God that he is with us wherever we go. I mean, you know, that is, that is, that is worth some praise this morning. And, and we're going into some strange places as a, as a country and as a, as a world. But he keeps telling these people, be strong and courageous. Be strong and courageous. And I'm sure they're like, we've made it to the promised land. We were strong and courageous the 40 years we were traveling in the desert. Well, There's some battles to win. When as soon as they cross that Jordan River, there's Canaanites, there's Hethites, there's Hivites, there's Perizzites, there's Girgashites, there's Amorites, Jebusites. All these people think this land is their land. They don't know any Jewish God that, that said that their land was actually the Israelites. They don't know that story. God's going to be with them, but they've got to drive these people out. Of their land. Moses was a fantastic leader, and and he did a lot of things that was um, that nobody else could have done. But then he passes this torch to Joshua, and Joshua is just the right man for the job. But first, the Israelites were going to have to rebrand. Okay, they were going to have to be somebody different than they had been. Because they were travelers. They were like first and second generation freed slaves. And they're going to cross the Jordan and have to, have to fight. They're going to have to trade in their walking sticks for spears. And they're going to have to fight these people out of their land. It's something completely different than they were accustomed to. They were just in survival mode. they would have to change um, change their look, change their identity. Not, not that they weren't the same people, or they weren't God's people, but they were going to have to look more like warriors. So I brought this, and I brought this to, one, show off this deer that I shot. But... Second, this, this deer, well, it was a deer. It's not much of a deer anymore, but it, it doesn't look like this all year round. So after, I don't know, in, the, in winter, it sheds its, its antlers, and then it looks just like all the other deer. It runs, it plays, it eats and then something happens with hormones and testosterone and it starts growing weapons on its head Isn't that crazy that God made such a creature But it grows these 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 spears and, and, and it's ready to fight If you ever go hunting it's they're all of a sudden they were run, at the first of the season they're running with other boy deers buck And towards the end of the season they are alone fighting everything that comes close to them they have changed their identity they have they've it you wouldn't even recognize this deer in the wintertime wouldn't even recognize it their necks get skinny when they grow their antlers and, and it's rut time their neck gets real big it looks like a completely different deer But the deer is still the same deer, same blood, same everything, but its mission has changed. Its mission has changed. So I have a friend of mine that, that uh, she's not here today. Her, her husband is sick, but um, her name's Carla, and she, she had changed her identity and who she was we knew each other on on the other side of let what should i say in our 40 years wandering in the desert that's when we knew each other and um when she changed she started going to church here and she went here for a long time and i was seeing her names on these cards and i was like that that, they got the same name but i don't know if that's the same lady because i didn't recognize her she had changed so much. God had changed her from the inside out that I didn't even I didn't even recognize just being around now I can look at her and see a likeness but it wasn't the same person. She had changed. Your new identity when you decided to follow Jesus, when you said, "Hey, you're my Lord and Savior." Your new identity is less about how any other person sees you. It's how God sees you. And he sees you as a child. He sees you as, as a, uh, one of his creations that he's made for a different mission. you got a different mission ahead of you. So you're loved by God. And he forgives you. First of all. And um, so Joshua... Let me finish this, this story of Joshua. Joshua ends up, I'm just going to paraphrase here, he crosses the Jordan, and when, when they get to the river, the Levite priests are carrying this Ark of the Covenant, and they step foot in that Jordan River, and it just, it, it opens up. Does the same miracle that he did at, at the Red Sea for Moses. And they walk across the Jordan River, and, in flood stage, because it's, it's in uh, harvest season, but they walk across on dry land for all the Israelite army because now the Israelite Israelites are an army going across that river and they're not just travelers anymore they're going to fight and then and then they run into Jericho and and they do all that we, we heard Raheem teach about Jericho a couple of weeks ago and um, so Joshua wins 12 other huge battles because of his leadership and his, his um, he, he leads his people, and, and they don't depart from the Word like, like it tells him in, in the Scripture. So the Jordan River opens up. I want to fast forward about 600, eh, 450 years, I think. Elijah, he was a prophet. He did amazing things. He did miracles. God picked him to be the right man for that job at that time, and he goes up to the Jordan River and he passes, passes the torch to Elisha. Elijah, Elisha. Elisha asks for double portion of that spirit. and they give it to him, and he does twice as many miracles. As Elijah, so the same Jordan River, different, different mission. John the Baptist shows up on the scene in the Jordan River. Jesus shows up, He baptizes him. We have Father, Son, Holy Spirit in the same place. Mark chapter 1, verse 9. In those days, Jesus came from Nazareth in Galilee and was baptized in the Jordan by John. As soon as he came up out of the water, he saw the heavens being torn open and the Spirit descending on him like a dove. And a voice came from heaven You are my beloved Son. With you, I am well pleased. So we have Father, Son, Spirit, but also we have Jesus starting this ministry. It's transition. different mission. But the Jordan River marks it's it's a it's a point where you can see and be like, okay, after the Jordan River, something's different. Church, when we accepted Jesus, we crossed the Jordan River. And when we did that, we accepted a new task. But I feel like, especially in my life and, and the people around me that I see every day is Man, we get on the other side of the Jordan and we're like, all right, we made it. That's it. What are we, what are we, uh, what are we doing? There's so much to do. There's so many people that, that don't know Jesus. There's people in your life, there's family, there's friends that, that will never know about Jesus if you don't tell them. And and the way you do that is you tell him tell him what he's done in your life. Matthew 28. 16, this is the, the Great Commission. The 11 disciples traveled to Galilee to the mountain. This is after Jesus was, had died and uh, was brought back. Where Jesus had directed them. When they saw him, they worshiped, but some doubted. Jesus came near and said to them, All authority has been given to me in heaven and on earth. Go, therefore, and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and the Son And of the Holy Spirit, teaching them to observe everything I've commanded you. And remember, I am with you always to the end of the age. Does that sound familiar? It's kind of the same message that they gave Joshua, right? I'll be with you, be strong and courageous. That's what we're supposed to do. We have crossed the Jordan River and we've seen miraculous things to get us there. But we get stale on the other side, we lose focus. Things get in the way. But it's time. It's time to seize it. Wherever you get, you're at and you walk with Jesus, we want to help you along. And that's, that's one thing I love about my church is it is so easy to get plugged in and get involved and, and do something. We, that's, that's, our, that's our motto is we want to get you serving if you need a place to serve, we have it. We have something for you to do. If you need Christian friends to do life with, we're here. If you need accountability, we have it. We want to walk with you through this, through this time in life. And um, if you guys need a place to serve, my friend Felicia is probably out there in the back doing something right now. But she is, that's her job. And she is good at it. She'll get you plugged into the right place where you need to be. Colossians um, chapter 3. So if you have been raised with Christ, seek the things above where Christ is. Seated at the right hand of God, set your minds on things above, not on earthly things. For you died and your life is hidden with Christ and God. You died and left that stuff on the other side of the river. When Christ, who is your life, appears, then you will also appear with him in glory. Therefore, put to death what belongs to your earthly nature, sexual immorality, impurity, lust, evil desire, greed, which is idolatry. Because of these, God's wrath is coming upon the disobedient. And you once walked in these things when you were living in them. Not that long ago, I was there. But now put away all the following anger wrath malice slander filthy language from your mouth do not lie to one another since you have put off the old self and its practices and put on the new self your your mission has changed you are being renewed in knowledge according to the image of your creator in Christ, there is not Greek Jew, circumcision and uncircumcision, barbarian, Scythian, slave, and free, but Christ is all and all. It's the only thing that matters is the Great Commission. Church, I feel like, and, and, and I'm, not, I'm not pointing anybody out, but I feel like we're crossing that Jordan River with a bag of stuff that we're trying to bring over from the wilderness. And we gotta let it go. We gotta leave it there and come across. There's a bunch of stuff that just doesn't belong in the promised land. And if somebody told you that it was gonna be easy in the promised land, I'm sorry. It's not easy. It's not easy. Actually, you have a target on your back. So, surprise. Satan's after you. When you're doing good works, no, it's not easy. We have an enemy that is very real. And he is very cunning. And he he takes every advantage he can to, to kick our feet out from under us. To put something in in between us and Jesus. Worship team, would you guys head back up here? So as you start to do this, as you start to shed this baggage that I'm talking about, you will see a different person. Other people will see a different person. Not, not like you're different, like you're somebody different. Like... Your qualities change all of a sudden it, all of a sudden you 're not selfish all of a sudden you have um, a, a mission, a different mission let 's pray, heavenly Father, we thank you for who you are. we thank you for God just what you do in our lives. we pray that Father, as, as we see the mission, God, and I, and I just pray that you, that you reveal that to each of us because it's all different. We all have something different to, to bring to the table, Lord, but, and we can, God, you just help us discern and see these things that are, that are in the way that are causing us to stumble, that are causing us to just stay still, Lord, and help us to push on and, and drive Not drive people out, but drive people into the kingdom, Lord. Father, you're so good to us. And we praise you in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. These guys are going to do one more song. And um, part of the way that we um, worship is through our tithe and offering. The basket's going to come down. And uh, that would be a good time to put your connection cards and things like that in there. Um you guys worship with us.